Hey, it's our first mini-sode. A mini-episode, that's what that means. And let me break down what's going to be happening with these mini-sodes. So every other week will be a mini-sode. Um, and then every other week will be a regular episode if you're challenged in the areas of deduction. Uh, so the mini-sode is going to be a couple of different segments, all pretty short. Um, up front, we're going to do nightmarish news because you know us in alliteration and that's just going to be me doing some news around the horror movie uh, genre genre i don't know what i'm saying uh just around the horror community mostly movies i'm, I'm not probably going to do much else other than movies because you know this is called forsaken cinema but you know i'm never you never know i might throw some other stuff in there and i'm going to do news and i'm probably going to do some other fun thing like this episode i'm doing uh, horror movie birthdays so that's the first segment, and then the next segment is the return of Melissa's Book Club. You remember that? So that'll be fun. And uh, and then after that, the final segment will be a shortened review of our main movie. Oh, also, we are going back to themed months, and this month's theme is Christmas. And the main review at the very end of the episode is P2. From 2000, I do not have that pulled up. When did P2 come out? Ah, shit. Where is it? Google P2. I think it's like 2011. 2007. So we're talking about that. We have a good time talking about that. We, we cut a bunch of segments out, so it's very shortened and uh, compacted. So, But still a lot of fun. So the whole episode, I think, ends up being like maybe an hour, under an hour probably. But that's why they call it a mini-sode, because our other episodes are usually like two hours. So that's what's going on with that. This is Forsaken Cinema. Ooh, how do I do this? Do I do mini-sode episode one? Mini, or mini, bleh, that's a little redundant. Mini-sode one? Or do I do, I do mini-sode... I'm just going to... Yeah, I'm going to do mini-sode 109. This is Forsaken Cinema. Mini-sode 109. Welcome to our show. I am your host, Chuck, and Melissa will be joining us later for the return of Mel's Boo Club, which is very exciting. If anybody that's been listening for a while remembers that, uh, I don't remember what book she's reviewing. I guess I should have looked that up before I started, but who cares? She'll tell you when we get there, which is right after all of this nonsense. Oh, and she'll also be joining us for our um, shortened review. You know, we normally do a whole bunch of segments. We've taken some segments out and shortened it up for our review of uh, P2 because it's Christmas time and the theme for these movies is obviously Christmas. So I guess I will hop right into our news segment. We're doing news and maybe some other fun stuff, but mostly news. And I have titled it Nightmarish News. You know how much we love our alliteration on the show and I will have a uh, I'll have a fun little sound drop for the intro just like I have for everything else um, I was lazy and I didn't make one I had a busy week and it was just all I could do to do what I'm doing now so you'll just have to live with it I was also gonna change the theme music excuse me for these episodes um, but I, I didn't do that I didn't do that either big fat stupid lazy man but they're coming, and uh, they'll be fun. I'm not sure what the theme music changes. I think I know, but we'll see. Anyway, yeah, nightmarish news. What is happening in the world of horror? Actually, it's just horror movies, not horror in general. Although I might do some general horror news in the future. But this week, it's all, it's all horror movies. It's all cinema, because this is Forsaken Cinema. Robert Eggers. Uh director of The Witch and the Lighthouse, is remaking Nosferatu, the 1922 silent film, um, and has released the first image from the movie onto the internet. I don't really understand what the big deal is. With I mean, I guess I, I do understand it's a big deal because everyone's like, oh, the Nosferatu, Robert Eggers, but like, and you know, the movie's actually being made. But the picture is literally just uh, 
Nicol- <laughs> Nicholas Holt's face looking like kind of worried and like some vampire looking hands behind him. So I was like, okay, cool. Look at that. You don't even get to see uh, Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård is playing the titular Nosferatu. Also, Nicholas Holt in another vampire movie. He was in Renfield earlier this year. I don't remember what episodes. Yeah, I think we, I don't remember what episode we talked about. I think we talked about it twice. I think Melissa saw it and then talked about it. And then I saw it and talked about it, but we loved that movie. If you haven't seen that movie with Nicholas Cage and Nicholas Holt, you should totally go see it. Um, along with that, Robert Eggers has said Bill Skarsgård is unrecognizable as Nosferatu. That will be releasing, oh man, that's so far away. It's releasing next Christmas. So we got a whole year, like literally just about a full year, December 25th, 2024. But I am very excited about that. If, uh, if I was in charge of choosing who was going to direct a remake of Nosferatu, Robert Eggers would have been at the very tippy tippy top of that list. He would have been right on my tip. So I am pretty excited about that. Kind of bummed that it's so far away. Moving on, Yorgos Lanthimos. What an interesting name he has. Uh, director of The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is awesome. You should check that out. Dogtooth and The Lobster, among other things, other movies, has a movie releasing this weekend called Poor Things. It is a reimagining of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and the... Oh, man, comfortable. The uh, synopsis is as such. The incredible tale about the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, a young woman brought back to life by the brilliant and unorthodox scientist, Dr. Godwin Baxter. Um, I was looking at this movie. It doesn't really strike me as being like straight up horror. It looks more, I don't know, looks more light. Didn't really seem very dark. Looked kind of like adventure-y. I mean, in the synopsis, it says fantastical evolution. Typically, dark, scary horror movies don't use the word fantastical. So, I don't know. I think it's getting lumped in with horror because, as I mentioned, it's a reimagining of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So, Frankenstein, as Melissa says, Frankenstein. Um, but yeah, I think it's getting lumped in with that because for that because for that reason. <laughs> this is really awkward for me guys this is very strange i do not like sitting here in the dark talking to myself um but i really wanted to keep the the show weekly so i am moving forward i am i am embracing the awkwardness of me sitting at my kitchen table talking to myself uh and that's for you i want you to know that that's for you so you better fucking appreciate it a Christmas anthology movie was released to stream this week called Nightmare on 34th Street, which is a play on Miracle on 34th Street, which is my mother's second favorite Christmas movie and one that I had to sit through several times every December alongside of It's a Wonderful Life. All growing up till like I was a teenager and I didn't really have to do what she said anymore. I mean, I did, but I could be like, Mom, I don't want to watch this anymore. I've been watching it for 15 years. So I've seen that movie so many times. Anyway, I digress. Um... Yeah, it's an anthology movie. I can't remember how many segments, but it was called a mashup. It's a mix between, oh, I forgot. I didn't write it down. Something in Tales from the Crypt. But, I mean, it's Christmas horror anthology. I mean, you know what you're getting. You're getting Christmas stories that are horror, and you're getting a bunch of them. You can rent it on Prime for $5. I haven't seen any reviews yet. I haven't even heard of this until I started digging into horror news. Um, so I'll probably watch it and let you know what I think on next week's episode. Also, I just watched, um, it's a wonderful knife, which I recommend. And I will be talking about next episode. Also, I'm not sure if Melissa's going to watch she says she would, but who knows? I don't know how she felt about it, but I liked it. I thought it was pretty fun. Some, some of it was kind of annoying. Some characters were a little annoying, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I recommend just don't, you know, don't, don't. Manage your expectations. It's not It's not an amazing movie that I'm going to watch every Christmas, but it was fun. Oh, there's a lot of stuff going on with the Alien franchise. We're getting a new entry to the franchise in the form of a movie next year, next August, actually. I believe it's going to Hulu, uh, called Alien Romulus. It is being directed by Fidi Alvarez, uh, who directed Don't Breathe, and one of the best remakes of all time, the 2013 Evil Dead remake which we reviewed semi-recently. I don't know how many episodes ago that that was, but I know we talked about it 
like I said, recently, semi-recently maybe. Um, and Ridley Scott is still heavily involved. Uh, he's the main producer on the film. I believe he's the executive producer on the film, which is a bummer for me because I can't stand what he has been doing to this franchise. I thought Covenant was lackluster. I thought Prometheus was downright silly. I don't like his writing, but you know, we'll see. Fidi Alvarez is very talented and, um, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Ridley Scott let him let him have some room with it because like I said that guy's writing has just been terrible in my opinion I know I'm not you know I don't know if I'm the minority or the majority with that I think it's kind of polarizing I'm not sure but anyway I don't like his writing and I hope that he doesn't screw this up because it would be very nice to have a good entry into the franchise because like I said I did not like Prometheus or Covenant um this is going to be a standalone film outside of the rest of the franchise. I don't really know what he means by that. A standalone, fr- how it it's in the franchise, so I don't know. That's just what I read. Maybe that was whoever wrote the article said. Um, but I mean, it's in the franchise. Maybe it's just not going to have Ripley or any of the other characters. Maybe that's yeah. Maybe it's not just going to be disconnected from all the other. And and he says set. 70 years in the future, which is also confusing. 70 years in the future from now? 70 years in the future from Alien? I'm assuming it's set 70 years in the future from Alien. So, and it, it occurs... Oh, wait, is that... I'm mixing things up. Sorry, that's the that's the uh, TV show, is 70 years in the future. This one, I don't know. This Oh, this one, sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm confusing two different things. The movie is set between Alien and Aliens um, within that 50, I guess it's like a 50-year time span, um, which, which again is why I don't see how it can't be, like why he said it's not a part of the franchise. It's still, like, I don't know. It's standalone film, but like it's going to have to follow because like what happened between Alien and Aliens other than they went to LV-26 and started to colonize? So it has to be about that, right? I don't see what else it could be, but anyway, I'm speculating. Um, I guess I guess we'll see. And we also have a new FX series. Yes, this is what I was mixing up. Uh, that's coming in probably in 2024. Um, and it's being set, that one's this one's being set 70 years in the future on Earth. So we get to see the alien universe from what's happening on earth which we've never gotten before so that should be kind of interesting um and already attached to the film is timothy oliphant from justified the santa Clarita diet and also starred in speaking of great remakes uh the crazies remake from 2010 essie davis from the babadook and sydney chandler don't worry darling which i don't ever plan on watching um are all signed on are all attached to roles so that is what's going on. Sorry, I got so confusing in there. Again, this is my first time sitting here talking. Well, it's not my first time, but I haven't done anything like this in a long, long time. And it's a little weird for me. So deal with it. Um, and then the last little bit of news, Eli Ross Thanksgiving and Scott Derrickson's The Black Phone are both set for, I said sequels, but they might not be sequels. They might be prequels or they might be other movies entirely i don't know but they are set up for second movies each so i dug both of those movies the black phone was okay um hopefully two is a little better i know i'm i'm definitely in the minority on that that movie got rave reviews but it was a little light on some things for me but anyway it is getting a second movie and that's it for news. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of other news, but that's what I got. <laughs> so, and that's what you get. I do want to do something fun, like every one of these little mini episodes. So this this month, I uh, or this episode, we're doing two of these mini, so mini episodes for December. For this one, I decided to do horror movie birthdays in December. And there's a bunch. Uh, we've got Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, it's turning 37. It was released on December 19th, 1986. We reviewed that movie also recently. That's a couple episodes ago. Um, Scream, The Almighty Scream, is turning 27. It came out on December 20th, 1996. Wolf Creek, which we also reviewed at some point and early in the show, is turning 18. It was released on uh, Christmas Day, 2005. Beyond the Black Rainbow, a movie I don't understand, is turning 13. It was released on 
uh, December 3rd, 2010. Yeah, what's his name? Cosmos, whatever. The guy who did Mandy directed that. That movie's weird. I gotta revisit that. I didn't understand that movie. <laughs> it was very strange. Um, the Faculty was released on Christmas Day in 1998. It's turning 25. The Rage. Has anyone ever seen The Rage? I discovered this movie recently. Uh, from It was released on December 1st, 2007. It's turning 18. I, I, I discovered this movie while we weren't doing episodes when the show was like over. I watched this movie and I was so mad that I didn't have my show, my podcast to talk about it on. So I'm probably going to watch it again soon because it just came up. I just remembered it doing these birthdays. The movie's crazy. Uh, Andy Divoff is like some crazy, was he a German scientist doing all these experiments? And he, uh, this, this virus is released and turns people into disgusting zombies, but it gets into the birds and the birds start attacking. It's super gory. It's super schlocky, early 2000s, just straight up B movie fun. I loved that movie. I thought it was hella entertaining. Amanda, my wife, she couldn't, it was so gross. It was such a gross ass movie that she couldn't, she couldn't handle it. So, yeah, I recommend that. The Rage um, from 2007. Ooh, Hellbound Hellraiser 2, one of my very favorite movies. is turning 35. It was released on December 23rd, 1988. Uh, this one's a technicality. A Clockwork Orange uh, is turning 52. It was released on December 1971. That was the premiere in Los Angeles, uh, but it wasn't re- like fully released until February, I think. So, whatever. The Exorcist is turning 50 this year. Uh, it was released a day after Christmas in 1973. Don't worry, I'm almost done. Witchboard is turning 37, released on the 31st in 1986. Critters 3 is turning 32. December 11th, 1991. Battle Royale is turning 23. Why did I do so many? This is annoying. I hope it's not annoying. How many people have skipped ahead so far? December 16th, 2000. Mars Attacks is turning 27. It was released on December 13th, 1996. Poultry Geist is turning 17. Ah, oh, that movie. Good old trauma. That movie's kind of annoying to me. But then again, I don't like musicals, so. December 26, 2006. And Bad Taste from Peter Jackson is turning 36. Uh, it was released on Christmas Day in 1987. Well, that's it for news and the little, little, little horror birthdays. Um... Up next, we have Melissa's Boo Club, which she says a thousand times. So be prepared to be irritated slightly. And that's it. We'll throw it over to that segment. <laughs> Sorry, no, I don't know why I always say stop. Anyways, hello. Welcome to Mel's Boo <laughs> Club. It's back. Oh, yes, it's the back. The Boo Club is back. No, the Boo. The, uh, okay, I'm not going to say that club you heard that right i said it's the boo okay so everyone hates club. this this is everyone's favorite part <laughs> is it i, I could guarantee Are you sure yes mm-hmm. i liked how we used to do it well we're but, gonna do but that you said you didn't want to do it that way not today i'm gonna make some like not dramatic today, sound effects and stuff okay and... Woo, woo, woo. no no <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the noises <laughs> anyways so let's just jump right in because this is Mel's Boo Club. And today I am reviewing 20, 20, 2022's Always the First to Die by R.J. Jacobs. 2022. Right. Um, anyways, for Lexi, the Pincrest estate has become a place of horror. The dilapidated, dilapidated manor house in the Florida Keys. That was close enough, by the way. What was it? Dilapidated. It's dilapidated. No, dated. There's a D. Really? Yes. Then I they, copy and pasted this. Then they spelled it wrong. No way. This is the synopsis from the book. All right, keep reading. I'm going to... Dilapidated. I'm going to... Dilapidated. Dated. Shut up. (laughs) Anyways, Manor House in the Florida Keys, once the site (gasps) of her teenage... Yeah, wow. Someone's a dummy. wrong. Once the site of her teenage movie debut is now haunted by memories. Memories of working on a legendary horror director's most famous film and and of the terrible death that propelled them to all to infamy. Infamy. Yeah, sure. And ever since... Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Reading is hard. It's been a while. 
And ever since Lexi fled the Keys, she has vowed to never return. That's not true either. Until years <laughs> later, her daughter escapes to the Pincrest in search of answers right when a Category 4 hurricane hits the southern coast. Now Lexi is back on the... This is way too long. This is a really now long... Now Lexi's back so now on the, like the ravaged island with only a few remaining behind. And soon enough, her life begins to resemble the plot of her most famous film. That's also a lie. And this time, she's not sure who will make it out alive. Whatever. Next, just read the book next time. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. When I finished this book, I did have like a couple glasses of wine. And I know this is a crime against literature because I can't believe I did this. But I just threw it in the trash. Just yep. <laughs> you threw it in trash. the trash. It was that bad? Dude. Because you like collect books. I do. I have a whole room for books. Wow. You said nope. And I said nope. You're I'm not, not. Nope. Wow. So 287 pages only. But it's of nothing until the last two chapters. And then it's everything that the author could possibly think of. First off, it's supposed to take place during a hurricane in Florida. If you guys didn't know, I was actually stranded in Florida during a hurricane. Yeah, I remember that. And this book doesn't even come close to making me feel any bit of stressed as I was. Really? Uh, it feels like the hurricane was just another thing added to the story, but no real thought went into the details. Yeah, really. Look, I'm sure RJ worked hard, maybe, on this book, <laughs> but I thought it was lackluster and dull. And then when everything started happening with there's like a slasher, slashers, which really felt like they picked a random character out of a hat, uh, I just threw my hands in the air and was like, okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's that. So then I did write down one review from this girl named Kelly, who uh, apparently just knows what I was thinking. So she says, there's been nothing but Halloween part 20,000 commercials on my television for the past dang six weeks. So I was all in for a final girl type of read. The synopsis led me to believe that this was going to be a potential Scream 3 situation with real life stabby shenanigans taking place on the set of a horror stabby movie sequel. Yep. And during a hurricane to add in some I still know what you did last summer vibes to the mix. So meta, right? What I got instead was a one-way ticket to Dolesville and a day of wasted reading since I don't know how to do a DNF. That means do not finish or did not finish. Oh. And I, I'm with Kelly. I have to finish all of my books you no matter how garbage they are. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, your mileage may vary. Well, vary. But I experienced zero chills, zero thrills, and almost zero body count. And she's right. It was trash. Um, yeah, always the first to die, which doesn't even make sense to the story, that title. Well... Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, RJ Jacobs. I guess you tried. A scathing review for your first one back. Hey. And that was that. And welcome to the book club. Now get out. (laughs) You welcomed us again just to (laughs) kick us out? Why did you welcome us a second time? Scram. All right. We're leaving. We got a dust in here. It's dusty. (laughs) We're scramming. (laughs) All right. Next. Next. Hey, freaks. First and foremost, Chuck and I here at Forsaken Cinema want to thank you for your support. We wouldn't be able to do what we love without you. And you know what? We want to hear from you, too. Not only the best way to contact us, but the best way to get updates and listen to our episodes and to even purchase merchandise is through our website. That's right. We have a website, ForsakenCinema.com. You can also find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, at Forsaken Cinema. You can contact us directly through email at ForsakenCinemaPodcast at gmail.com. And you should. Send us a message. Tell us how we're doing. Suggest a movie. All of our freaky, frightening episodes can be found on all streaming platforms, wherever you stream your podcast. Duh. While you're there, be sure to follow, like, rate, five stars, please, and review and share with your fellow freaks. As always, thanks for listening. Now back to the episode. All right. This is the trailer for P P also. I mean, P2. Poop 2. Poop 2. Poop is a number 2. It's true. Poop is the number two. It's your number two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aw, what lovely Christmas piano music. Wrong. <laughs> Break, fries are done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't play that video anymore. <laughs> I know. Somebody we will get offended. Things are happening. What do what are you going to do? Probably do none of the things that she did. But, all Probably right. run around a parking garage for uh, yeah. a while. Yeah, no, no way to get out. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can fix. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Like, really? You can't, you can't oh, get out from anywhere? All of these things anywhere? are baloney. Baloney. <laughs> yeah. Hello? Hi. <laughs> Shut up. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Is it over yet? Uh, I don't think so. This one was kind of long. It was like two minutes and 30 seconds. Angela. 
Are you okay? I didn't mean to scare you. What happened to my clothes? <laughs> what do you want? I've seen you drive <laughs> no, out here so many nothing. times. It's strange being with you. It's great, actually. <laughs> Orchestra hit. Intensity building. All the things. Please, and none of the me. things. Someone's trying to kill me. Did somebody turn off the oh, car alarm? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not the trailer. Somebody's car alarm was on outside. Yeah, yeah. I just turned it on. P2. P2. Yes, P2. More like P2. P-U. Oh my gosh. Uh, why don't you, um, uh, I don't know. Just tell you the synopsis? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's one line. A businesswoman is pursued by a psychopath after being locked in a parking garage on Christmas Eve. Yep, that's pretty much it. Well, yeah. Um. Uh, do, do, do. Wait, how, what do we do next? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want us to go over some facts do and then do, talk about the movie? No, we got to do initial thoughts. Oh, see, you messed it up because you're like, oh, we're doing a mini soda. And I was like, what does that mean? I know. I kind of like, yeah, I was like, well, we, uh, what, what, what you know do we what? do? It was just do, yeah, let's initial just thoughts. do this. Let's do initial thoughts. Initially. I, I, I'm going to go third yes, first because I believe you went first last right, time. I did. Um. Okay. I know I texted you in the middle of the movie and I was like, bleh. But I actually ended up not like, okay, I think this movie wouldn't have been terrible. I think it would have been cool. Yeah. I don't think it would have been really all that bad if I hadn't found that security guard psychopath so goddamn annoying. First off, I thought he was charming. I thought he was annoying as hell. I, I don't know. I didn't think he was annoying. I don't, I didn't, I didn't find him intimidating. I didn't find him menacing. Well, that, I didn't find him scary. I just, he was just kind of a little creepy to me and annoying and forgettable. And I'm sorry. Um, I, I know I read a lot of reviews and, and most people are going to disagree with me because most, yeah. most people thought he was fine. I thought he was fine. Um, I don't even think it was the actor's fault. Wes Bentley. Yeah. Uh, I thought his acting was fine. Um, I really think it's more of just a taste thing with me. Okay. I think he just rubbed me the wrong way for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Like I was. You certain, don't like when they rub you out. I was, <laughs> I was like racking my brain. I was like, why do you hate this guy so much? I don't. Know, I think there's probably someone in my past that I hated that's in my subconscious. Yeah, and, and you're like, and oh, this, that's why. And this Bentley. guy looks yeah. and sounds like him. Yeah, and then he gave, and it was the worst handy of your life. Yeah, Got maybe, it. maybe that was it. Yeah. I just, man. I just really didn't care for him and he kind of ruined the movie for eh, me because I, I don't think that this movie would have been bad. I actually think it would have been pretty, I don't know, not not great. Like it was kind of- It definitely was something like out of the time where yeah. you're like, yeah, this this movie is like going to entertain people, but it's not good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Like he does some pretty scary stuff to fuck with her throughout the movie, which uh -huh. I thought was cool. It has some cool exploitation flick vibes, mm -hmm. you know, the damsel in distress mm -hmm. and the cat and mouse game that they're playing. Mm -hmm. It's well paced. The acting's fine. Like I said, he just, I just didn't like him. I didn't like right. his face. I didn't like his voice. Okay. I've, I don't think I've seen anything else that he, what else has he been in? American Horror Story. Oh, sure. see, I didn't watch any of them. Oh yeah. He was in a lot of that. Okay. Well, so not that, a lot of it, that's but some why, of that. That's yeah. why everyone knew who he was. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's in a bunch of other stuff too, I guess, apparently, but I, that's all I remember. Okay, I, I didn't recognize him from anything, but I didn't watch American Horror Story. Um, yeah, his character was also stupid, I thought, and I thought his character was pretty smart. I didn't think so. I'll tell you why when we get into it. Right. But I also thought he was a coward. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. So anyway, yeah, a decent movie kind of ruined for me by someone. I just I just couldn't take the character or the actor. It's, I, I hated him. Huh. And not in a good way. I kind of disagree with that. Okay, that's fine. I, he's like I know. I think one of the parts I, I liked in this. Movie. I think most people are disagreeing with me right now. They're like, "No, nah, he was fine." But I'm telling you, it was just a personal thing. I don't know yeah. why, because I thought he was fine. I thought his acting was fine. He did a good job. I thought the acting all around I just wanted was to fine. punch there his was, like, stupid face. Movie, yeah. Every time I heard his voice and saw his face, I got 
upset. I think maybe you're just so sexually attracted to him. Maybe I just didn't know what to do just, with it. Yeah, I'm just like, it's ah, so tense. Yeah, yeah. So angry, but yeah, hulked out. You ripped so your shirt horny. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. Violent masturbation. Yeah. You've screwed God, the whole time. I, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Anyway, you're probably right. I think. No, that's I it. know. I'm not. I think I, I think I was. Yeah. Yeah. My masculinity was so upset at you know yeah, the how, feelings yeah. that I had for another man. Yeah. So beautiful. <laughs> it was the beginning of my awakening. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> my sexual awakening. Stop it. Sexual seduction. This is a wholesome family show. <laughs> no, it definitely is so wholesome. We <laughs> definitely don't talk about violent masturbation. No. I've never said that once in my life. All right, anyway, that's that's how I feel. A, okay. de- a decent movie for me ruined by someone I didn't like or maybe had intense physical attraction to. We're not sure. The jury's <laughs> out. Anyways, my initial thoughts. I think this movie was okay. Um, I It's hard for me to get... I thought the acting was fine. Uh, I liked Wes Bentley as security guard number one or two or whatever. Um, I think he's cool. Not cool. His I, name is Tommy. Yeah, whatever. I liked his... Uh, Stop calling me Tommy! He was right though. She was trying to like. He was right. He was right. Oh, That's what I that. like about him. I, think, I actually like that scene a lot. I thought he was like sarcastic We're in all the right times yet. and stuff. Okay, I'm not either. And anyways, I liked him. Not like his character was awful, but I liked him. Uh, I just can't get over some of the like non plausibility here. Oh yeah, especially was, like was, in the beginning, like how she even gets trapped in there. Like none of that stuff would have ever happened. Yeah. I thought it, the not way that, even the way that they did that was uh, was just like it was too mechanical. Yeah. It was too like. It was t- everything was so convenient for her to get trapped. Uh huh. And I was like, I'm not gonna. It's n- this is all baloney. It Grade was, A yeah. baloney. But I think that I and think, it's hard to get past that. I think they're trying to make you think that I guess the security guard orchestrated the whole thing, but that, there's no it's way. Still, there's no way. Was, there there was were like too other many things. Huge coincidences. Yeah, other things that would be happening at the yeah. same time that he wouldn't be able to. Alexandre Aha Aja. Yeah. I can never say his name right. Um, is kind of notorious for that. If you've seen Crawl. Yeah. So many. He, he directed. Times, and, he wrote and directed Crawl, and he wrote this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and if you watch Crawl, there are so many convenient little things that happen throughout the story that you're like, come on, like the way the way they escape at the end. Anyway, yeah, I think hey, I think yeah. he's kind of like bad at that yeah like dude you're making it it's too on the nose so i try to think like when this movie came out like you know they were doing a lot of this stuff and it's just kind of there so i don't hate the movie i'm never gonna watch it again uh it's just not for me and i did think it was pretty lame yeah this is just not believable that's my problem kind of a forgettable movie yeah it was there it happened i don't think i like some things i I didn't care for anything think about this movie really ever again yeah Oh, this is a Christmas minisode, by the way. Well, I, I will have already said all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our first minisode, and we're getting our bearings. Yes. So let's, right. keep, let's keep it mini. Let's so, keep it sewed. Uh, moving on? Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> My shit's not working again. Did you try pressing the button? Shh. Oh, I don't have it on. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. There we go. Oh boy, boy. Uh, We're going to do some light, frightening facts. Um, It's going to be probably shorter because it's a minisode. But let's do crew and cast. This was written by Alexander Aja, Gregory Levasseur, and Frank Calfun. And it was directed by Frank Calfun. Uh, and it stars some people who I, will, who I will name thusly once I click this button. Ooh, <laughs> click the button. Click I the did. button. Uh, well, there's not a lot of people in this movie no, at all. No, there's like four, five, Wes six. Bentley, Rachel Nichols, Simon Reynolds, Philip Aiken, Stephanie Moore. I have a burp brewing while I'm saying these names and it feels so weird. Ew. Miranda Edwards, Paul Sun Hyung Lee, Grace Lynn Kong, Bathsheba Garnet, Philip Williams, Wait, Wes Bentley was an American beauty? He's oh, the, really? the guy who's like the most beautiful thing in the world. The main guy. Oh, really? After, obviously, not Kevin Spacey, but yeah. Yeah, we're stupid. Shit. I haven't seen that movie in fucking years. He looks the same. He's got the same emo hair. Anyways, keep going. Uh, Philip Williams, Arnold Pinnock, and Frank Calfun, Calfun put himself in his own movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I would, as, too. As directors are wont to do. I would. I would. 
Uh, I'd be like titty stripper I like three. I, should, I feel like I should apologize for having no idea who Wes Bentley is. It looks yeah. you should, he's done a lot of stuff. Let me see. The Hunger Games, Interstellar. He's on Yellowstone right now. Pete's Dragon. He oh. was in Final Girl. Yeah. Really? Who was yeah, he in Final uh, Girl? He was uh, William. Apparently, I don't know who that is. Oh, this is. I'm thinking of Final Girls. Yeah, no. But yeah, he was in a lot of American Horror Story. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, that dude does things. He gets apparently. around. He does lots of things. He was in the Hunger Games. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen any like any of his movies. I'm looking through this. I've I haven't seen any of the. Literally, I've You've seen. You've never seen it. Interstellar. Oh, I've seen Ghost Rider. You've never seen American Beauty. I've seen American Beauty once. Oh my god! Years gosh. and years. And I years loved ago. that movie. I was in Ghost Rider. All right, that's enough. Wes Bentley. This isn't the Wes Bentley podcast, okay? I just I feel bad. I feel stupid when I don't know who like big stars are. It doesn't happen a lot. I will say that. My fragile ego. Um, and this movie. Oh, hold on. Give me one second. I am unprepared for this mini-sode. 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 Oh. What? Nothing. Come on. I'll edit this. Uh, this was released in the United States on November 9th, 2007. Uh, it, the budget estimated was $8 million, and it grossed uh, just under $4 million. Wow. Uh, worldwide was $7.8 million. So still didn't make it. Uh it almost did. <laughs> almost made it. Not a very huge success. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you got any trivia? I got like two things. <laughs> okay. All right. According to an interview he gave to the New York Times in 2010, this movie was made during the middle of Wes Bentley's decade-long, extremely serious addiction to cocaine and heroin. He said in that interview that he only accepted any movie roles during that time so that he would have money to buy enough drugs. Holy macaroni. Wow. Wow. It also like uh, was downfall to his marriage, too, apparently, which, you know, I just read. So and um, there were 14 white dresses. Each one was in a various stage of dirtiness and decay. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. That's it. Yeah. There's not a lot going on here. OK. All right. Uh, so. Spooksifics, I guess. Spooksifics. Sort of. Spooky specifics. Spook, <laughs> spooky specifics. Sorry. I always say spook specifics. We're down with alliteration on the show. All right. What did we think of the, about this movie specifically? Um, <laughs> first of all, there is some top notch, top shelf cleavage in this movie. Yeah, that top <laughs> is they, that dress dude, is giving us all the lady. Did loves. not shy away from having her chest front and center. Yes. I'm gonna say for most of the no, film. No, it was definitely most it of the was, film. It was so prominent that towards the middle, you know, three quarters of the movie, I'm like, Jesus Christ guys, like really? But also, I don't think she's wearing a bra. How are those things staying in I there? Don't know. It's a halter dress. I mean, I'm not saying I'm minded, not. but like, guys, give it a rest. Jeez, <laughs> it's becoming so obvious. It's like Quentin Tarantino with feet at this point. Oh man, and I just got a Quentin Tarantino cosplay and I was just going to be like, oh, I'm going to take some pictures of my feet. <laughs> of your feet. <laughs> uh, oh Make well. a lot of money doing that. I'm too lazy for that. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, the cleavage was was mighty in this movie. That's your point of there view. There was a lot of cleavage. So when I found out Wes Bentley was the killer, I mean, they tell you pretty quickly. He's a little crybaby. Uh, he's such a dork. I was like, there's no way. I mean, he's pretty smart, the character, and I love his you sarcasm, he and he's funny. He is smart, because he was on to her when she's like, oh, if you kind of let me out, untie yeah, me. Yeah, he like, was kind of smart. He made some really stupid decisions. But like, though. hold on. I'm not done. Okay, sorry. Uh, I just want to say that yes, I would have sex with him. I know you guys are okay. wondering, and yes, I like that I our first, our first, definitely two, have sex our with first him. two points are are just a sexual. They like. know this is a horny boop podcast. <laughs> Anyways, that's all. I just thought you know I liked him as a killer. I didn't see what you were seeing. Uh, okay, let me. Okay, then let me just explain the reason I think that he's stupid. He gave her so much room to get away. So he's got yeah, her. Yeah, because he's, he's a got, nice guy. He's got, come on. <laughs> he only he's got chained her, the her up. He's got a table. He only has molested her. He only has one leg chained. Yeah. She's free to do whatever she wants with her arms. He's got forks and glass plates around and everything. Okay, but her dumbass stabbed him in the shoulder and not the neck. Yeah, I did. Like, I I'm thought, sorry. I thought that was stupid too. But kudos to her for even having the balls to like do anything. A lot of people in that situation, yeah, they're, they're like, doing yeah. nothing. 
Mm-mm. except sitting there and crying. I'm going to bite his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was stupid of him. He gave her, t- and, and like when he was in the car with her, she was able to move her hands around. It, it was so easy for her to get away. Yeah, because and he's then he nice. let her. And, and this is, I know this is like, it's kind of, you know, movie, whatever. I know it's a movie, but like he just let her roam around yeah this parking lot he knew she wasn't getting out because this movie makes no sense right because i mean that's what i said it's like well she couldn't get out because of the movie but if this were like a she real she would have got if out. this is a real situation she's roaming around she would have found a way yeah, out yeah there's for without sure. a doubt so i i thought this character was stupid i also was coward because he flinched during the chicken incident uh yeah you would flinch too buddy no way come on yes way no yes nah yes nah nah yeah uh, well then she would have too yeah, she probably would have. So it's not even realistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did like that after he flinched, he he ducked out of the way and she kept going. Home free she is. Mm. What is she, what does she do? She crashes. crashes yep. Yeah, she takes a turn too fast or whatever, hits the curb. But it's good. Um, it's a nice setup. Just like a fucking woman would. <laughs> yeah, but then like he's like, oh, woman, let me take care of you. And she's like, boom, stab. Woman driver. She was home free. Mm-mm. Couldn't, couldn't keep you straight. You know, yeah. Just typical mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> her and her cleavage couldn't uh couldn't can't steer, steer, steer a car with those things or could you i bet you could have <laughs> anyways um my i'll talk about my least favorite part of this movie when so, he lets his beautiful rottweiler chase her yeah and obviously she's just defending herself and she kills the dog that was a rough scene to watch yes it was very upsetting it was very bloody yeah and she's like stabbing in the head and i'm like and it's making noises and i'm like i don't like this this is roddy's are like my favorite dog too i had one growing up named chewbacca and i loved him so much and i was like big sad big sad with this p2 more like somebody called pita <laughs> <laughs> Was that one of your yeah, jokes? That was one of oh, that's good. Thanks, Keith. Was that Keith? Hey, no, I wrote that joke. You uh, shut sure, up. Sure. Good job, Keith. No. That's mine. I'm crediting him for all your jokes. No. Anyways. Anyway. Um what do you think was actually going on with the killer? Like I have my theory. My theory is that I think I, he's an incel. Yeah, I think something like that too. But I also I also think it might be different, like deeper than that. Well, he needs like, therapy, yes. Right. He is a psychotic, deranged killer. It's crazy because like, he seems th- nice right. and attractive. But I think that's his fantasy. Yeah. I think his fantasy is that, like, I'm a good guy mm-hmm. and everyone likes me. That's, yeah. And I'm very helpful mm-hmm. and I'm nice. And that's part of it for him. But he's also been obsessed with her because he was right. like saying how he's watched her. And right. Always- and his, his whole fantasy is that I'm going to have dinner with this nice yeah. girl and she's going to fall in love with yes. me. But also... I'm a psychotic, yeah. deranged killer. Oh, no, he's killer. definitely a psycho. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that was what was going on. His fantasy was So that, you think he's killed before this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, maybe not with how, with how dumb he is with his decisions. Yeah, it was a little There's annoying. There's nothing like calculated in this. Because he was like, oh, you're he's going not, home to your family. And he's like, smart. and the, the other security guard guy is going home to his daughters. He's like, and I have to stay here all night like yeah. you guys want me to. Like, bro, you signed up for this job. Yeah. Do you, you signed up for this job. Yeah, right. You knew what was happening. Like, yeah, ugh. Day one. Dork. Dork. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. I think I think it was all part of a fantasy that he had. And when she didn't comply and do what she was supposed to do, mm-hmm. he he freaked out. Um, I especially, I really did like the line, or not the line, but the conversation between him and her mm-hmm. when she's like crying and she's like, "Don't, he's a good man. He's a good yeah. man. You're a good man too, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy." Like, yeah, she kept saying his he, name, and then he. Flips out and you find like, oh, this guy is it's the first time you realize like you you know he's crazy. Yeah. But then when he wigs out and he screams in her face, he's like, You're but trying he's to right. hum- you're just trying to get me to see you as a human yeah. being or whatever. You're trying to do whatever. And you're like, Oh, he doesn't see he's people. He's not as wrong humans. though, because that's exactly what she was doing. Sure. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah, but not with this guy apparently. Well yeah. That's why I'm like, Oh, he's he knows what she's doing, you know? So yeah. like he's not that stupid. Yeah, I thought that scene was pretty pretty fun. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I mean. You know, like, oh shit, this guy's got his mind. <laughs> I do like that scene because we do get some kills, which uh, is, we'll, we'll talk about later because there's not a lot to choose from here. Okay, good. I was yeah. hoping you would choose that one because I choose, like, basically the only other one. There wasn't a lot of kills in this. There wasn't. Was Everything's kind of like, like off like, screen. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't remember. Did they, did they kill those cops? Did he kill, no, did he they kill got one out. of the cops? They left, right? They left. Yeah. I couldn't remember. 
Um, I thought the whole elevator scene was cool, but I have a question. Yeah. Why does she stand there and wait so long? For the and she's, and it was like she's, filling up and filling it's up. It's winter. She's in a oh, little yeah, she's tiny gotta dress, be no shoes. And then, then then he dumps the body of whatever his name is. Uh, Frank or something. I don't remember. Carl. Carl. Uh, it, it is Carl? Carl. I think so. I don't know. And she's like, oh my god, Carl! And then and then and then she goes over the elevator shaft and pushes pushes one button. Uh-huh. Like she like she knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And they went down to the floor to the bottom floor and she got out. Yeah. Yeah. Why did she stand there for so long? Because she said she was going to. She says, you're not going to get me out of here because she was... That's dumb. It's another dumb decision. Like a lot of this yeah, doesn't I make sense. Like even in the beginning when she falls asleep and the cab leaves. The cab wouldn't leave because his meter's already running. It's like, why didn't... Like he's yeah. being paid to wait there. Yeah. So that wouldn't even happen. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He wouldn't have left. No. I, didn't, I didn't even think of that. He would have never left. He was like, I'm getting a lot of money exactly. for this and I don't have to drive anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So no. I don't know. What else? Dude, um, so I mentioned that I found the killer incredibly annoying mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. But when he was dancing. I swear to God, you better not say anything bad about to this. Elvis, I wanted to kill myself. Seriously? He, that is literally my exact so, reaction to Elvis. Oh, if, really? If that song was on, I would be dancing <laughs> and impersonating Elvis right fucking now. I wanted now. to punch on my air. TV. That's fine that you do it. Was it was my favorite part of the movie. But you're not in a movie. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, my God. Hands down. I wanted to punch him in the face. My favorite part of the movie. I wanted to strangle him. I might be a psychopath like, because I related to that so it much. It was so cringy And when he did me. the, thank you very much, I was like, oh, my gosh. That, that was the part me. where I was like, I'm gonna, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to make this I was this like, movie. oh, my God, I'm her. No. <laughs> I, I hated it. My, it made my skin crawl. It was, I was my, like, this no, is dude, it was my favorite part so of the movie. Awful. I'm sorry, I can't stand that guy. I my can't. My favorite part of the movie. Like I Hands said. Hands down. But he was dancing and gyrating. Yeah, he was. He so maybe that was like the height of like my like yes, my, you were really my sexual it. suppressed Ooh, yes. my sexually suppressed rage. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah he's dancing. <laughs> I don't know what to feel gross maybe that was maybe that was that it. was it we're <laughs> learning a lot about you this is you don't need therapy this is therapy this is therapy for me yes i have repressed <laughs> sexual desires sex- for wes bentley maybe in his cocaine era yeah i want to kill him and fuck him <laughs> whoa not, what order not, not what in order? that order <laughs> not in that order uh but, 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 but i'm running out of stuff i don't really have anything else to say um, yeah, like I just thought oh, this dude, movie was there, and I don't watching really a video it. of someone like he 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 molested her like while she that was, was out. so gross and it uncomfortable. was so uncomfortable when he was like literally try like going to kill her boss guy because he like kind of molested her too. Yeah, like groping an unconscious woman. P two more like hashtag me too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Keith. Good one. <laughs> no, I wrote that one. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> Keith. Good job. No. My joke. Mm. Good job, Keith. I also said P also in the beginning and you didn't laugh. Well, it wasn't funny. It, that was hilarious. It yes, it was. Was that one Keith's too? No, that no, one was yours. That, that one was, was definitely yours. Because <laughs> I didn't laugh. I was like, oh, that was the dumbest one. That was yours. Yeah. Shut up. Somebody out there laughed. No. Yes. Mm-mm. Yes. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on. That's it for me. All right. Well, let's do some uh, freaky favorites. Freaky, freaky, freaky. What are you saying? Okay. You have completely lost me. All right, your favorite kill, Melissa. Um, I guess when he crushes that oh, guy. Shit, the favorite character, or favorite quote. There's not a lot to choose from. No. Uh, when he crushes that like boss guy who kind of like tried to grope her at a, ho- a holiday party against the wall, and his guts just like come yeah, out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm just like, I don't think that's really plausible, but I enjoyed all the blood and guts of that, and he's just crushing them. If they'd have had more stuff like that throughout this yeah. movie, I'd have been more on board. There's like blood splatter, little guts coming out. It was nice. I was like, oh, that was a small intestine. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks for sharing. I dug it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite kill was the killer Tom being roasted alive. I hated that. I didn't, with a taser. It. Can you set fire to I something just, with a taser? I was just so happy he was dying in a terrible way. Okay, that's fine. But it was it, so it's satisfying. I was like, oh, thank another God thing this that guy is seem finally like fucking dead. It can happen. N- no. You could start a fire with a taser. Mm. It's just a spark. Y- yes. Okay. Yes. We'll see. Yes. 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 You, well, we're you gonna, can definitely start. We're going to test it. No, right we're here. not. No. Wait, what? Where'd you get that? Put that away. <laughs> what? Stop pouring gasoline all over my floor. Uh, your your favorite character. Uh, it's going to be Rocky the Rottweiler, who's only doing what he's been trained to do, and he deserves better. Yeah, she shouldn't have killed him. No, she shouldn't have. She should have let him eat her. Yes, she should have. I would have. Poor innocent 
Rottweiler. Oh, and I kissed it right on the mouth. That was definitely my favorite character, too. Okay, don't copy me. I'm not. All right. Roddy the Rottweiler, even though I forgot to write Rocky down a character. Yeah. Uh, your favorite quote? Uh, in the No, it's my favorite quote because I thought it was so dumb. In the beginning of the movie, she's talking to Carl in the elevator, and she yeah. says, don't let the fancy clothes fool you. I keep it real. Oh, my God. Like, ma'am. Ma'am. Please. <laughs> wow. Yes. No, you don't. Um, my favorite quote uh, was him screaming, no, 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 while he was burning alive. Wow. That was my favorite no, quote. No, it wasn't. Listening to him die. Watching and listening to him die was the best. Because you wanted to fuck him after. Well, I think with him out of the picture, I was no longer confused. <laughs> okay. So All right. my rage subsided. Yeah, your boner went back in. <laughs> it went, everything it went away. All my feelings of, of rage arousal <laughs> rage ar- <laughs> yes. went away and I was no longer confused. Well, this I is could, a good one. People are going to love this. go about my life. <laughs> All right. All right, is that it? That, dude, that was dope. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we I mini. like these little mini episodes. Heck yeah. There's so much less pressure. But um, anyway, thank you for listening to our first mini so uh, You can find us on social media at Forsaken Cinema, uh, on Instagram, Forsaken mm-hmm. Cinema, at Forsaken Cinema. Oh my God. You know. You can uh, drop us a line. Our email is Forsaken Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. We have a website, ForsakenCinema.com. Which I need to update, I think. That might not be working right now. But anyway, um, wherever you're at on those things, drop us a line. Let us know what you think of the show. Um, rate, review, subscribe, share. Well, that's where you're listening. <laughs> God, I got to write this down. I keep botching these. Nah, that's cool. People my, love my it. They're like, this guy's, flawed. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's, this guy's this flawed. flawed. This guy's an idiot. Yeah, what a fucking moron. Um, but yeah, you can stream us anywhere. Obviously, you're listening to us right now but somewhere you, so you might not be streaming it you could just be like hey listen boop. that's true um but wherever you're listening please rate review subscribe share 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 and share. like it um and on spotify there's also like you can leave comments and stuff oh yeah say on, how hot uh, i am just on do each it. episode i think somebody left a comment so i don't know about how hot i am no it's about the alien blu-ray Aliens Brewery. Remember when we did Aliens? Yes. We talked a little I was bit there. about... Anyway. Uh, I was mostly drunk, but I was there. If that person is listening, I will message Jay, you Jay, is it Jay? Jay, is it you? He sent me a message about Aliens. Yes, it was. It was someone named Jay. It's Jay. Oh, Jay. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. All right. Hi, Jay. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Thanks, Papa. Uh, that's it. Yeah. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.